What a beaut you are, my dear. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, friends. I asked on Instagram stories recently for what you wanted to talk about here on the podcast upcoming. And one of the questions submitted was how to keep things spicy with your husband, which made me laugh. And I've been thinking about since she submitted it. And my answer is, I am sure, going to be more PG than I think she was aiming for, but it is my honest truth. And it's two things. Number one is really managing my thoughts. I've mentioned a few times in this last pod season that I've been reading this book, The How of Happiness, which I have now finally finished, but it really has blessed me. And it says in the book that the happiness bump of marriage wears off after two years. Hedonic adaptation. Anything that is bringing us joy, we just get used to. Unless you consciously cultivate a mindset of gratitude and savoring the moment of what you have. This applies to getting a bigger home, a new job, increasing your income, any circumstance we think brings joy. It's actually our thoughts about it that make it last longer than for more than a relatively short blip. So it's important to note that I only got married three years ago. We just passed our three-year anniversary of our elopement to the south of France. And that I got married a little later in life. And I say that because I have so many stories of things in my 20s where I did not manage my thoughts well. My business, friendships, my body. There's heavy stories there built up that I'm having to work to shift and rewrite and you know, redirect, pull back the layers with a lot more effort to have a healthier, happier mindset about them. Meanwhile, I don't know where I got this thought, but I had this idea going into marriage that happy couples choose to stay happy, that you can let little resentments build up over the years. You can start to wonder if you're no longer attracted to that person. You can build up evidence to support that belief and start to ponder the idea that maybe you would be happier with someone else. And I was talking about this recently with my Elegant Excellence Mastermind because I said, I see that in my business, that I had so many hard, heavy thoughts about it over the years that can start to make me feel like a victim and, you know, daydream that other people have it better, other people have it easier. Maybe if I had another job, it would make me happier. Maybe if I brought a, built a bigger team. Maybe if I chopped off this whole arm of the business. Maybe if I made these sweeping changes, then I would be happier than this current relationship is making me. And I think that that is really important to clarify because if you've been married for 10 or 40 years, and you hear me saying this three years into marriage, number one, you might think it sounds Pollyanna-ish because your thoughts aren't that happy. And you might be thinking, okay, well, easy for her to say. She's been married for three years. Like, get back to me when you hit the 25-year mark, girly, and tell me if you're feeling so happy-go-lucky about your you know, spouse all the time. Or you might be beating yourself up thinking, she sounds a lot happier in her marriage. 
than I do. I just, I really do have negative thoughts. And okay, I guess it's my fault that I had them and it's not my partner's fault. And like, you know, that just builds up more negativity that isn't helpful. So I want to say if I'd gotten married 10 years ago when I desperately wanted to, I would not have done it this well. One of my best friends has a 12-year-old and we were you know, we've been having all these conversations here on the podcast and then specifically over on Instagram stories about parenting and motherhood. And in talking with her about it, she was like, I would be, be such a better mom now. You know, if if I was miraculously to have another baby at this point, I would just do it so much better. I feel like there's so many more, there's so many mistakes I made and everything you're saying is resonating with me. And I wish that I had done that. I feel, I, Hillary, that I would be such a better entrepreneur now. I think if my business had just taken off in the last year, I would have a much healthier relationship with it. I think as we grow wiser, we enter into any new situation with that wisdom, and then that makes it easier. So really, this isn't marriage advice, but any relationship, your relationship with your work, your body, your friendship, your family. I know the question was, what keeps it spicy? aka sexy, which is about attraction and enjoying being around Jeremy, thinking he's kind, sweet, and funny, and smart, is 100% what keeps that attraction. It's my thoughts that keep me happy in that relationship. And then because it's a romantic relationship, that includes attraction and sexy and spicy. But in any relationship, It's those thoughts that give us the happiness, that don't allow for the hedonic adaptation to happen, and then over time, a growing disillusionment, discontentment from whatever relationship we're in. And I think it really struck me in a class I happened to be teaching to my mastermind after this girl asked it, where I really was coming back to the concept of your relationship with your business and that it's all about your thoughts. And I just realized so many parallels between the two. And my second piece of advice after my sage three years of marriage is as far as the physical part, we basically schedule sex. Not like it's on the calendar, not like we sit down at the top of the week and are like, what's good for you this week? But we just kind of know if it's this day or time, yeah, that's probably what we're going to do. I had a mentor growing up, and it's not something Jeremy and I have really explicitly talked about, and I, I haven't really talked about it with any of my other girlfriends, but as I was reflecting on it, I think the seed may have been planted by this mentor I had growing up who told me she was probably 10, 15 years older than me. She was kind of a big sister figure. And I remember her uh, saying that she and her husband would say when they were leaving church, people would always be like, do you want to go to brunch, whatever? What are you guys going to do the rest of the day? They'd always be like, oh, we're probably going to go home and take a nap. And she's like, for us, that meant have sex. Like we had sex every Sunday or have sex at, at the time, you know, on Sunday afternoons. And so for them, maybe that was their language was like, hey, want to take a nap, whatever. And so I think I just had that in my head that like, oh, yeah, that's kind of, you know, the way it might happen. It wasn't really a conscious decision until this girl said it and I asked the question and I thought about it. And perhaps that doesn't sound spicy, but you don't miss each other by 
having different ideas of what you wanted to do that morning, afternoon, night. Um, you aren't doing it based on feeling in the mood and catching each other at the right moment. You aren't being like, well, is that what I want to do? In the same way, we don't have an ironclad weekly routine, but most days we take a happy hour walk. Most weekends, one or two days, we'll walk for coffee and croissants. It's like the way that we start our morning. Over the weekends lately, we watch Ted Lasso during brunch. You know, all of those things, along with sex, bring us joy. And so I think even if you're single or not in a relationship in the moment, I think the lesson here is lightly planning joy. Like not needing to think it needs to be this big event, but you're not waiting to have a date to go out to dinner. But if going out to a cool restaurant or bar makes you happy, then being like, I'm going to do that once a week. Maybe I'll make a plan with a girlfriend. Maybe I'll have a date. Maybe I'll just go by myself with a glass of wine at the bar, you know, with a book. But the rhythm is I go to a cool restaurant once a week because that brings me joy and I don't want to attach it to, I've got to be in the mood, everything's got to be set just right, it's got to be like a big formal date each time. And I don't know about any other type of joy or pleasure, but I do know studies show that couples who have sex once a week or more are happier. It doesn't have to be daily. It doesn't have to be more than one time a week, but less than once a week, and the relationship starts to suffer. And so I wonder, again, even if you're single, I wonder what leads to suffering if you don't do it at least once a week. Like, you need a full day without work or being on social media once a week. And right now, that sometimes happens if you have a friend make plans, if you have a, a date thing. But if it's just you, you're not really prioritizing that. Or as a mom, you need two hours of alone time once a week. And sometimes your partner initiates giving you that or it just happens, but you aren't prioritizing. Like, I think I'm happiest if this happens once a week, so maybe I could find some rhythms where it doesn't it's not every single friday from 2 to 4 i'm going to get those hours but it's probably you're like either it happens like on tuesday mornings or friday afternoons or like sunday evenings like here's my kind of windows when i could get those 2 hours of alone time and i don't have to rethink it every week nor do i have to put it in stone because it's allowed to be a little bit flexible so that it doesn't become a chore it doesn't become something that i'm fighting for you know, Spicy means feeling sexy. And honestly, not being burnt out legit makes me feel the most sexy. When I am not burnt out, I feel badass, like a boss, like I am in control, spacious, affluent, wise, savvy. So I think if sexy resonates with you, also figure out what is it that makes you feel that way? Maybe it is your body. Maybe it is the way you dress. Maybe it is going out and doing something romantic. Maybe it is not being burnt out and creating more space. Maybe it is being more naturally attracted to your partner, which goes back to your thoughts. And again, even if you are single or dating, which I hope you've listened to episode 126 on that topic, but even if you're that you still just want to feel sexy as a person, right? Even if there isn't someone else in the mix, because it's not actually about the sex. And if you're not feeling sexy in your life and what you've created and cultivated, it's not going to magically happen. 
because you meet this person who has great abs. Because again, hedonic adaptation, the abs, you know, are going to fade over time or you're like pleasure over them unless you just keep being like, babe, your abs are so good. I just really love your abs. And that's what I do with with Jeremy, like the, the things visually, aesthetically that I like about him. I'm constantly complimenting him on and I'm thinking it, I'm verbalizing it. So I'm kind of doubling down on how I want to feel. And I think that applies whatever sage or situation or scenario you are in in your life. Romance, work, friendships, relationship with yourself. So for happiness, joy, and confidence, I hope that choosing your thoughts and creating weekly rhythms, whatever they are, might help you have more of that. Till next Wednesday. 